0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Down the blind, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have won.
2: Hello guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Uh, We just thought we'd go through quickly uh, that final try that Nathan Cleary scored and sort of break down uh, the set of six because I went back and watched it the other day and my god there is a lot to take in. I'm just going to play the audio for you and obviously you guys can't see it, but I would highly advise uh, that before you listen to this podcast, just go and watch that last set of six uh, just so you can get an idea of sort of what we're talking about here. So I'm going to play the entire audio for you here uh, and then I'm just going to sort of break it down tackle by tackle because there's a lot of little things that happen in this set of six that, uh, that you know, play their role uh, for Nathan Cleary to score on the very last play, uh, not on the last play, but on that last play that they had on that set of six where he scored. And I think uh, if you go through and you have a look at the set of six, I don't think Nathan Cleary actually touches the ball the entire set until the moment he scores. And uh, there's a little bit in that as well. So I'm just going to play it for you guys uh, just to take it in. And then uh, we're going to go through each tackle and just talk about how, how good this set of six was and all the little things that happened throughout it.
1: It's 24-20. Yeah. Can Pedram manufacture the greatest grand final comeback we've seen? Kenny looks one way and plays right. It goes to Edwards now. He beat Rhys Walsh. He beat Billy Walters. Yeah. He couldn't beat Flegler.
2: There, Martin's busted on the right.
1: Kenny Fisher-Harris tripped over. Now Sorensen, there's no hole in the Brisbane defence right now. Two plays left on the set, it goes to Cleary.
2: All right. As I said there, guys, I would highly advise you go watch it yourself so you have a really good idea of what we're talking about. But I just thought I'd go through this entire set. So, obviously, they get the ball down about 20 metres out. Uh, They've got Brisbane on the back foot. As you guys know, we spoke about it all week. They gassed them out in the first half, made them do an absolute heap of work. Uh, And then, of course, Spencer Leenu, he's on late. And I thought his finish of the game was really good. Mosley Otter? the best front row forward on the field uh, for the vast majority of the game, but in particular the last 20-30 minutes. Uh, but I, I thought Spencer you this this hit-up that he took, it got a six again and it put them on the front foot once again and you heard there, um, they end up getting paint-harse Billy Walters at first marker here uh, and you've got Reece Walsh sort of floating in behind the ruck where he should be. Uh, you actually see Mitch Kenny, he fades to go left, he goes back to the right to Dylan Edwards, Dylan Edwards, he takes on Reece Walsh straight away. Now remember the set before this, Reece Walsh made a huge run that you sort of thought, okay, fuck, maybe that's going to to get the Broncos out of trouble here. Uh, they turn the ball over and then Penrith, they just get on their roll. And you can see in this moment, Dillard Edwards, he gets the ball and he tries to pick out Reese Walsh. He's trying to go at him. He's trying to get him into the front line. The beauty of what good teams do is that they move the fullbacks around. When you go back and have a look a few weeks ago, the Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights was in that first 20 minutes where the Warriors blew them away. The big thing was that SJ was just moving Calum Ponga all over the field. If you just watch KP, he would have done a stack of yards early. And this is what they're trying to do with Reese. Walsh late here. They know he's had a big game uh, and they're trying to catch him out, trying to get, try, trying to make him lazy. And you see Dylan Edwards. And, and a lot of this comes down to Mitch Kenny as well. And we'll talk about why later, but he fades to go left and he comes back to the right. Now we've said, you know, all preseason, even during the season, we're not sure. If Mitch Kenny's got the creativity, if he's got the spark out of dummy half in order for this team to be able to win, and they just adapted to that. But it's something I really noticed in this set of six that Mitch Kenny, like whenever he tried to do this last year, it's shit me to no end. But when he does it in this set of six, he does it the first time here. He fades left, he goes right. And, and Dylan Edwards, he takes on uh, Reese Walsh. He breaks out of that tackle. I'll just play that audio now for you. <laughs> Now you see on this play, Mitch Kenny fades left out of dummy half and both the markers split, then he comes back to the right. A really, really nice play. And all it does is just split your markers and just create um, a, a bit of dysfunction in your defensive line there. He then takes on Reese Walsh, uh, Dylan Edwards. And you literally see Reese Walsh, very lazy attempt because he's exhausted. He bounces off and then he just sort of stands still. And you can already start to see that Reese Walsh is absolutely exhausted by this point. Dylan Edwards then makes his way back. He literally gets tackled in front of the black dot and this is where Mitch Kenny starts to really come into his own and I I was very very critical of him last year coming into this season, is he crafty enough and is he a smart enough hooker to be able to win a comp with him and I personally think this is the best set of six of Mitch Kenny's career and I sort of said on Bloke and Abara Monday, I said you know I reckon Nath Cleary would have been a little bit frustrated because he was really struggling uh, to get the football off Mitch Kenny on that last set but it actually was a master stroke by Mitch Kenny if you watch what he does so he's at dummy half here, Dylan Edwards about to play the ball in front of the sticks, Reese Walsh, he's not at first marker, but he's sort of in that shadow spot behind the play the ball. You can see the right side. Because Dylan Edwards shot across the park, you can see them all starting to um, shrink in towards the post, then they're all starting to fade back out. So once again, here we are on the attack. You've got Nathan Cleary at first receiver. They're all waiting for the ball to get to him. They're all panicking. They're all spreading out to try and cover Nath. And Mitch Kenny, he just keeps on toying with them. I'll play the next tackle for you here. There, yeah, Martin's busted on the right. This is the beauty of Mitch Kenny here. He goes short. They're all expecting to go to Nathan Cleary out the back. You see Billy Walters. He charges up on James Fisher-Harris. Misses that tackle. That pulls him out of the line. Then Jordan Rickey makes a good tackle. Now, throughout the the late parts of this game, you could see Jordan Rickey was absolutely out on his feet. And you have a look at the key players that are in this tackle once again. They've pulled Billy Walters out. He's missed the tackle. He's now running back to get onside. You've got Jordan Rickey at first marker, and you've got Reece Walsh at second marker. Now, on this play, obviously, Jordan Rickey makes the tackle tackle, but James Fish Harris, he stays on his feet, so that allows him to have a quick play the ball, and straight away, Mitch Kenny, his ruck recognition, which is, this is what Appy was so good at, clicks in, he goes, okay, I've got an exhausted first marker, I've got the fullback at second marker, exactly where I want him, I've got Adam Reynolds, he's the A defender at the moment until Billy Walters gets back, they're going to have a split second to get themselves ready, I've just seen Billy Walters miss the tackle, I know he's exhausted, this is where a lot of hookers were straight away go, okay, get the ball to eighth Cleary, Mitch Kenny goes, no, 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 I can do more here, I can execute this one more play. I'll play it now.
1: Now Sorensen!
2: Once again, he goes short here to Scotty Sorensen instead of out the back to Nath Cleary. He gets the same two markers at, at Marco once again. He gets uh, Jordan Ricky first, Reese Walsh second, right where you want your fullback to be. You can see Mitch Kenny. He knows he's going to Nath Cleary. He knows he's going to him the entire time. He's got the guys exactly where he wants him. He's pulled the second rower Jordan Ricky out of that line. He knows now he's got Billy Walters and he's got Adam Reynolds, two smaller guys and two guys that are absolutely gassed by this point. And if you watch the play the ball, as Scotty Sorensen, Sorensen's turning around to play the ball. Once again, this is how good the Panthers are. Scotty Sorensen, again, he doesn't go to the ground. He stays on his feet. He gets a quick play of the ball. He doesn't give them too long to reassess and work out what's going. You have a look at Mitch Kenny's body language at Dummy Half. He's looking to the right. At no point does he look at Nathan Cleary. He knows where he is. He knows that he's not going to have a decoy on that side because he's already taken Scotty Sorensen out of the play. All he has to do is get that ball to Nath. But have a look at the body language of all the defenders of the Brisbane Broncos when you watch it again. Because Mitch Kenny never even looks at Nath, you assume he's going out to the right. And if you have a look at the body language, you have got Pat Carrigan. He He's the A defender on the left side. He is all eyes on his man. More importantly, though, look at the two markers. Reese Walsh, he is looking to the left, as is Jordan Ricky. They are all expecting the ball to go to that side. And Mitch Kenny, not only does his body language tell you he's going to the right, which is the Broncos' left, but he takes a little step in just a second. And I'll, I'll explain to you what that does to this line as well. We'll play it now.
1: Left on the set. It goes to
2: wow. All right, so on that play, you see Mitch Kenny. He just takes one fading step out to the right, yeah? And that's all he has to do. And if you have a look at the impact that that has on Jordan Rickey and Reese Walsh, they both... it's not even an entire step. Honestly, Mitch Kenny pulls his balance to his right foot, and he's got Isaiah Yo and James harris going straight at those posts. He shifts his balance to his right foot, pivots, and then hits Nathan Cleary down the left. And what happens is you see straight away, Reese Walsh, Jordan Rickey, they both fade left. They are now both on the left-hand side of the man that plays the ball, Scotty Sorensen. So what he's done here, Mitch Kenny, he has pulled, one, the edge defender on that side, Jordan Rickey. He's pulled him out. He's got him at marker two times in a row. He's got him exhausted. He's made two big tackles on Fisher-Harris and then on Scotty Sorensen. So he's pulled him out. He's a marker. Because his body language said he's going right, he's going right, he's going right, then that one half a step. You see Jordan Rickey. His balance shifts over to the left-hand side. So all of a sudden, all you've got is the A defender, which is Billy Walters, who we know is absolutely exhausted. He's out on his feet. He missed a tackle earlier in this set. You've got Adam Reynolds, another guy who you can target. And then you've got the centers and stuff outside. Now, when you actually have a look at how they're set up here, it's actually four on three. All they've got down this left-hand side, the Penrith Panthers, is Nathan Cleary, Stephen Crichton and Taruva. It's four on three. This should be sweet. The key here is, though, is what Mitch Kenny does. When he shifts to the right slightly, pivots off his back foot, hits Nathan Cleary on the open side, it's how it affects the markers. And this is where these guys get a little bit lazy. Now, because Jordan Rickey gets tricked, yeah? Because he gets fooled and he knows that Reese Walsh went, went to the open side as well, he knows, fuck, I have to get on my bike and I have to make a very, very big move to cover that hole. So Jordan Ricky, he puts... Every everything into those two or three steps to get across there. He's trying to cover for Billy Walters. I wouldn't say this was a lazy play by Jordan Ricky. I've heard some people say that. He puts the effort in to get there. He was just absolutely exhausted, absolutely gassed. The poor play was the communication from the two markers. Your two markers cannot go the same way, and on this play, they did. Now, I'm not quite sure how the Broncos defend and which markers go which way. I'm not sure how they do it. I haven't watched them closely enough in that part of the game, but you should never have both markers going the same way on your trial line and this is where fatigue plays a big role and to be honest with you with Reese Walsh this is where he at second marker had to make the call he had to grab Jordan Ricky by the arse and say I'm going open you go short and this little lack of communication in that moment where these boys are absolutely exhausted has really cost them really cost them big time so you see Jordan Ricky get on his bike you see here Tony Staggs he shoots up uh, which means that Nathan Cleary straight away because they don't have the numbers and they've got a shooting player there's not a heap he can do other than come off his left foot he looks up, he sees Adam Reynolds, he sees Billy Walts, he goes, good as gold, I can handle them. Jordan Ricky's coming right across, but then here comes the key to this play. As soon as he comes off his left foot, the awareness is unbelievable by Scotty Sorensen here. He sees Nath come off his left foot, he can see where he's going, he can see that the marker has gone too far to the right and he's been lazy, Reese Walsh, he hasn't come back. If you watch this play, Scotty Sorensen, after the play ball, he sprints back 10 metres. Now I speak about this a lot, especially with Britton Nicola, spoken about him a lot, that he never ever gets these things wrong he's so aware of where he should be and where he needs to be and where he could be an obstruction or where he couldn't be he always gets himself out of the way and Scotty Sorensen this is a genius play the vast majority of back rowers in the what is it 77th minute stand their hands on hips just watching your halfback run and quite often they will give away a penalty because they have to run run behind you Scotty Sorensen his awareness in this moment is honestly unbelievable to get out of the way and create that space because that is the exact hole that he goes back through Now, the other option, if Reese Walsh was alert here, what he could have done is turn and run straight into Scotty Sorensen. Obstruction penalty straight away. Sorensen doesn't give him that opportunity, though. He gets straight out of the way, and he allows Reese Walsh to have a free path to get there. Mitch Kenny doesn't quite realise at the same pace, but he steps himself out of it as well. But watch what Scotty Sorensen does when he sprints out of the way. Now, on this play, Jordan Rickey, he obviously overcommitted because he was exhausted and he'd gone the wrong way and he was trying to make up for it. He went too far. And Nath Cleary just went left foot, left foot. Give me two smaller defenders, two spot defenders there. And and obviously Jordan Rickey had overrun the play. And what Jordan Rickey probably doesn't realise in this is that the Broncos have actually got them four on three. It's not a heavy sprint. He just needs to hold that gap and and shut it down. But in the moment when he knows he's made the wrong decision from Marker, he's not able to. And this is a big lesson for Reese Walsh here. There's a lot to take out of this game. But I'm sure this is something that a Billy Slater will sit down with him and say, hey, that's your responsibility. If you're fullback and at second mark, marker, and you've got an exhausted background in front of you, you need to be grabbing him by the shorts and guiding him to which direction he needs to be going in. There needs to be communication there. And you could see the set before this, as I said, Reese Walsh had a big hit up, big run that got them into very good field position. They turned it over. Penrith started to roll. He misses that tackle on Dylan Edwards earlier. He's involved in the next two. Reese Walsh is absolutely out on his feet in this moment. But this is where he has got to be alert. This is this was a poor defensive play by Rhys Walsh at the back end of this game not to be sure of which way his first marker was going and that is his responsibility in that moment to talk to Jordan Rickey and tell him where he needs to be. It's very hard to do it this late in the game when you're on the back foot and your ass is hanging out but you've got to be communicating at all times. But Scotty Sorensen, the way that he pulls himself out of this play, an absolute masterstroke. If he would have stayed still and taken a breather and just watched Nath Cleary, there's every chance Reese Walsh runs into him and it's a penalty and the Brisbane Broncos are the premiers of 2023. Instead, his his ruck awareness clicks in straight away and he goes, hold on, I could be in a spot of trouble here. I've got to pull myself out of this play to allow Nath to come back off his left foot. And, and the, the pace that Scotty Sorensen sees all this is simply incredible. Once again, guys, it was a four on three. The Brisbane Broncos had them out the back. The way that Mitch Kenny manipulates this entire set of six and gets Jordan Ricky at marker, gets him exhausted, forces him to make Two or three tackles. You know, obviously, Reese Walsh she gets him there as well. And because they're so tired. They came up with a pretty poor defensive play on this one. But it's some things I want you to notice with Mitch Kenny, the way that he just goes first man, first man, first man. He is trying to manipulate where Jordan Ricky is. He's trying to force him to make a heap of tackles. Once he pulls the second rower out of that edge, straight away you know you've got Adam Reynolds, you've got Billy Walters. They still had four on three Brisbane. They had the numbers but with two weaker defenders there and because he was so gassed, Jordan Ricky, and because um, Reese Walsh was so gassed, their communication at marker was poor and their decision making was poor and it's ended up costing them on that play there was a lot of plays that happened throughout this game that went a long way to deciding this game didn't all come down to that obviously it's an 80 minute game it's not a four second game but that set of six honestly mitch Kenny, egg all over my face i've said it a lot over the last few weeks but the way that he controlled that set of six the way that he took over and adam and you did not see nathan cleary touch the ball until the last tackle you did not see jack cogger or nathan cleary touch that the ball for those four tackles. It was all Mitch Kenny, and sometimes, as I say a lot of the times, the most dangerous guy on the field can be the guy without the ball sometimes. All eyes are on Nate Cleary. They're all worried about him. You see Mitch Kenny knock go to him three tackles in a row. He fades to the right. The markers follow the body language and the way that he shifted his weight. Comes back to Nate Cleary. The markers are slightly out of position, and Reese Walsh, a little bit lazy on that play. From his marker talk, his communication, to the way that he fades, and then he stands there and watches it. He will learn a lot from that, Reese Walsh, he will have these moments throughout his career. All young guys do. There's a lot of guys that have had moments like this in grand finals. Uh, you look at Cooper Cronk, for example, uh, and, you know, Will Chambers, I think it was the Sharkies' grand final. Will Chambers had a two on one on the inside, draws and pass. They probably win that grand final. Came up with the wrong play in that moment. These sort of things happen all the times to all players throughout history. Reese Walsh, though, the beauty of him is he's got a whole career in front of him where he can learn from it, adapt from it, and I guarantee you it'll be something he will really focus on this preseason about his communication and his market talk, especially when his ass is hanging out the back. Because at the end of the day, Premierships and big moments are won when you are at your most fatigued and your most exhausted. He is fit as a fiddle, Reese Walsh. And honestly, the run in the set of six before could have won them this grand final. It was so decisive, and I thought it probably broke the heart of the Penrith Panthers, but they came up with that perfect set of six, and there was a champion waiting on the end of it to come up with the big play in the biggest moment of his career so far. Do yourself a favour, guys. Go and watch that set of six once again, now that I've pointed out a few things to you. Watch the play of Mitch Kenny. Watch how the halves don't get the ball
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The body language of Mitch Kenny as he's at dummy half waiting for the play the ball from Sorensen fades to the right shifts his body back to the left, hits Nathan Cleary, and then watch what Scotty Sorensen does. He sprints out of the way because he can see what's happening. He gets completely out of the way of Reese Walsh to give him every opportunity to make that tackle if you want. And that's why on that play, I know people are taking the piss out of Reese Walsh and posting memes and everything. I think it's pretty low personally, but whatever. That's why you can see the devastation on Reese Walsh's face because he knows I just fucked up at Marker. I was the one that left that gap. I didn't communicate early enough to my edge back rower, and that's my job, yeah. Very, very tough situation, heartbreaking stuff, but I do believe Reece Walsh will come back bigger and better from that moment. He just feels like that sort of a kid to me.